Our provincial Crown Corporation announced they're seeking feedback over the next three weeks from uh, taxpayers on what they should do with the Pacific Buffet. That, of course, is the all-you-can-eat food service, which operated between the Tawasson and Schwartz Bay route uh, pre-COVID. From what I could tell, and I've certainly used it a few times, it was a popular service based on the long lineups, but it's gone uh, for a variety of reasons. And now BC Ferries wants to to hear from you, the public, in regards to what they should do with that space. Well, joining me now to discuss the issue is Global BC's legislative reporter, Richard Zussman. Welcome, Richard. Jazz, that's what I like about you. You are ready to move on a moment's notice. When a big story is staring you at the face, you're ready to tackle it head on. <laughs> you know, I would say the topics that we were going to discuss were probably wait here. Uh, but I always believe this show is very accessible. And I try well, to be the man. Wait, Jazz, you get weighty if you eat a lot at the, fa- at the buffet. <laughs> that's so right. that's one thing. It can't, the, the, a buffet can't be pretty weighty. It depends how often you go. <laughs> we get very passionate about these things. So I'm a man of the people. I like to think so anyway. <laughs> So here's my question to you, first and foremost. Why get rid of the buffet? It's worked, some would say, based on the lineup and certainly been more successful than, let's say, the ferry Wi-Fi or trying to convince BMW owners to turn off their alarms in that on the ferry. I mean, why are they getting rid of it? I've been thinking about this a lot lately because we broke this story a few weeks ago after my mm. conversation with CEO Nick Kim. And as you and I spoke about this at the time, but now it's officially official. Three big reasons. Staffing is one. The buffet took about 80 staff per day. So about seven uh, staff per sailing between Tawasson and Swartz Bay. And in a staffing crunch, that was far too many. The others was the fact it was a money loser. Uh, lost about a million dollars a year. Hmm. Uh, and then the last was the idea of food waste. And uh, buffets all around the world are struggling with this. Uh, and that um, also couples with financial loss, but it's larger than that, that there was an obligation there from ferries to feel that they were just wasting food uh, that could have been going somewhere else in the world. So it was those three factors combined. The fact that it was closed during COVID, it was the last thing uh, to be considered in terms of reopening. And when new CEO Nick Jimenez came in and looked at the books, he said, it is not feasible to think about continuing with this. So now we're going to put it out to the public and say, you know, we're going to do something new here. Now you provide us some feedback on what we should do with the space. Couldn't they just have done what every other restaurant has done in regards to, to rising food costs, just raise the prices by 20%, 30%? Yeah, they could have, but it doesn't uh, factor in those staffing challenges. And so hmm. uh, one of the things, and I've been following this story all along, Jazz, I love the buffet. I have great <laughs> memories of it. Uh, I was a regular customer at the buffet when I would travel, so I had a vested interest in this story. And I spoke to some uh, people who worked on uh, BC Ferries uh, about eight months to a year ago, and they said the plan was to try to reopen ferries. They were looking at their staffing model uh, and they thought they had a way to reopen it by the summer. But ultimately, one of the challenges they were running into is they had this anomaly where people were coming into train to work at ferries, yeah. uh, going through the training period, and then not coming back at the end and taking those jobs. Largely, ferries has corrected some of that. And these weren't just jobs in the buffet. These were jobs throughout the vessel. Uh, but the buffet was the lowest of the priorities for ferries. So uh, they, uh, the ferries wants to ensure they have staff to run all of their um, routes throughout the province along the coast. Uh, and uh, focusing in on a buffet and finding staff for that was just not a priority. So, yes, they could have raised their prices, 
but would not have accounted for the dramatic staffing challenge they faced. So uh, the, the buffet is off, obviously, for the summer. Uh, I guess that space will be just used for customers, to uh, for tables just to sit and, and, and enjoy the view. No food, though. So this is the thing I really want to talk about. What comes next? Yeah. And there are so many options, Jazz, that you and I could talk about, about what the future looks like for the buffet. So in the short term, they're going to try to figure it out as a seating area with no food. But long term, this is the best part of the boat. And I'm already getting lots of suggestions on social media. And there have been things that Ferries has explored in the past uh, that have not... Uh, been so favorable, but maybe now people would be willing to consider. So some of those things that have been looked like the past is a sports bar. Um, well, that could work. You know, yeah. wedding and private reception space and gym and spa service. But you and I can get creative. The, the listeners can get creative. You can put in anything you want here. So um, all of those options are sort of interesting to me. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, the gym and spa, first of all, the gym and spa service, you just need to hit the gym for about 90 minutes in between to Watson and Schwartz, right? That one came out of left field. The wedding and private reception space. So like, this is when the ferry isn't being used. Is that what they're talking about? No, you can get married on board. You can invite your friends and family to ride with you from Tawasa to Swartz Bay. And if you want to pay extra, you could probably get that return trip too. Book it for three hours. And you can enjoy what some of the best views in the world through the Salish Sea and, and be hitched at the same time. How could you go wrong with that? <laughs> well, let's just hope you don't hit any rough waters along the way. I guess that's one way to look at it. That could this be a w- metaphor. That could be a metaphor for the marriage. Smooth sailing means smooth marriage. Rough water means, you know, the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, the other one at the casino, I mean, you're already paying pretty high prices uh, to, to, to take the ferry. I guess whatever you have left, you can, you can, uh, you can play the slots if you want. And BC Lottery can make its cut. (laughs) BC Ferries can't even operate a functioning arcade. I'm not <laughs> that is true. operate a functioning casino on board a ferry, but who knows? You, you outsource that to lotteries, of course. Uh, <laughs> the sports bar one is intriguing. Now, was it a glass of wine you could have on, on, on the ferry at one point? You can now. Yeah. You can order wine, local beer. Um, I think that's what we're going to end up with. It's not going to be a full-out sports bar. I, I'm not sure. I'm not a great pool player, but I think maybe my game could improve by being on the high seas and seeing where those balls end up with the waves. Um, but I think we're probably going to end up with some lounge sort of idea. Uh, we'll see what customer feedback says, but my guess would we'll have some sort of casual area. It's not going to be as formal as the white spot service you can receive now uh, in terms of the regular dining option. But I would expect somewhere potentially you can get a beer or wine, uh, maybe a snack and enjoy those views. We'll see. We'll see what the feedback comes back with. I, I'm a strong advocate of pizza pizza with my Ontario roots, and now it has some locations in British Columbia, so maybe we'll see Pizza Pizza yeah, on just, board. Just turn I, it I into will a... submit no fewer than 100 applications for Pizza Pizza through the public feedback. <laughs> Ferries just rent out the space and turn it into a food court. So this is possible. I, I think they're willing to explore everything. And BC Ferries, with Nicholas Jimenez at the helm, seemingly is more willing to listen to customers. And there are so the, the, the types of customers are so varied on Ferries, right? You have regulars like those that live on the island, like myself, who rely on it to get to Metro Vancouver. You have many on the Gulf Islands who rely on it every single day. Uh, Then you have those coming from Metro Vancouver to the island, maybe for one or two visits a year for summer holidays. Then you have tourists. So all of those people have different expectations around ferries. And it's going to be about finding the right balance that works. That's also 
financially sound. That They're not going to put something in that they believe is going to lose money. So it's going to take a little bit of thinking on exactly what this looks like for ferries. A lot of people say they want something with good Wi-Fi. When I spoke to the CEO, Nick Jimenez, he just said it's not possible. They've never figured out the technology to be able to actually offer uh, Wi-Fi that's consistent and reliable through that entire sailing from Swanson and Swartz Bay. And why is I wonder why that is. Why is that so difficult? We got satellites up in space, and you got yeah. Elon Musk offering pretty much uh, email anywhere, or a Wi-Fi service anywhere with with his Starlink service there, and we can't yeah. provide it on a uh, you know a ferry ride for ninety minutes. That that I've never understood. And, and, and I've uh, never. And, and, and largely you have pretty good signal throughout. So I've never gotten it either. I think part of it is tied to cost and reliability. Um, I think that's obviously been a customer frustration for a long time as people rely on the ferry service and it's a good opportunity to work on the vessel. So, um, you know, if you put in a suggestion to improve the Wi-Fi, I'm not sure it will come back favorably. But BC Ferries is looking for lots of ideas of what to do with the, the space formerly known as the buffet. Uh, final question to you. Uh, you still have to purchase new vessels. Uh, there's always capital challenges, capital costs there. Uh, with what they're charging now, with the, with the routes that do make money, uh, how, how um, sure is the footing fiscally for, for ferries right now? What, what, do they, what do they look like when it comes to finances? It's not great, and that's why the province offered a half-billion-dollar bailout to help ensure that there weren't fare increases. And based on the independent BCC Ferries Commission, there was supposed to be a substantial fare increase based on losses, but the province stepped in to bail it out. Um, I think Ferries is getting back on footing. Nick Jimenez told me in that interview that ridership numbers are now higher than they were pre-pandemic. There's a higher reliability on the service. And you and I spoke about this a few weeks ago when we talked about the fixed span. Uh, There are people moving all around the province and a lot are coming here to the island and they are relying more on the service. So uh, we will see staffing costs are going up, food costs are going up, uh, all of these costs are going up. But uh, Ferries is trying its best to balance all that and provinces there to backstop it as they work their way through this uh, time of, of inflation and all these other challenges we're facing with costs. Richard, thank you. All right, free the buffet, Jazz. That's what free I say. Free the buffet. The buffet. Maybe we'll end up with something even cooler. There you go. <laughs> pizza, pizza. That is Richard Zussman, Global VC's legislative reporter.